welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the next episode. Another thing I feel like you don't get in the theatrical editions is, um, is like the Gandalf says it once when he tells Frodo there are other forces at work other than the will of evil. Mm-hmm. He only says it once. Whereas I feel like in the theatrical ed- edition or the extended editions, you feel that theme all the way through, even though it's really not mentioned more. Except yeah. Gandalf does mention it before they go into Moria too. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you get that theme way more in the extended editions too. Right, right. Do you, can you think of any areas that it sort of is fleshed out this the idea of there being other forces at work that that you sort of feel it particularly well there's those two lines mm-hmm. um which I, I feel like makes you understand um like frodo leaving and stuff way differently mm-hmm. um and then um, when Gandalf comes back, it's a little different. And I feel like it's in there, too. Um, and, yeah, there's just, like, all these different different parts. And I feel like as you, if you see it and understand it more, then you realize, oh, so if Sauron hadn't burnt down the trees, would the Ents have gotten involved? And if the Ents hadn't gotten involved in that, and blah, 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 blah. So is there this force that was using, like, the dark deeds mm-hmm. of those people to to do these other things that ended up being good and and blah, 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 blah. And yeah. Right. Right. Well, and, um, I mean, it's like you said, it's not, it's not blatantly just in your face, but it's It's not. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's not in your face. You have snot snot in your face. Wow. Ah, ah, Yes. Oh, I'm so mature. I would never make a, a joke like that. I'm just above that kind of thing. So how dare you, even in my presence? I'm sorry. You should be ashamed of yourself. I'm sorry. This is really I was just recently at a at a party with very mature, like twenty and thirty something year olds, and I made some really middle school joke like you just did. And everyone yeah. looked at me, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I teach middle school. This is appropriate in that setting, <laughs> not this one. That's hilarious. Yeah. But anywho, so anywho. Um, you saying about uh, Saruman destroying the trees reminded me of another great scene in the extended editions that's not in the theatrical cuts, and that is beginning of Return of the King, the conversation with Saruman at um, Orthanc in Isengard with uh, Theoden and Gandalf and oh, that's where Saruman right. dies. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't see him at all. You just see them, like, riding up to the tower and then mm-hmm. they just leave. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that is a, an awesome scene in the books and um, they did, I think, a, a really a pretty good job of it in the movies. And uh, Gandalf saying that Saruman really doesn't have much power left, but mm-hmm. to still be wary of his voice. 
um, yeah. because he can still persuade you. Um, so that, I mean, as, as believers, that's really uh, a great connection to, like, the devil. And, oh, you're right. Well, the the Lord we know has already won the victory. I mean, even in the Old Testament, uh, Psalm ninety eight, it says His right hand and His holy arm have won the victory. So it's not like we have anything actually to be afraid of from mm-hmm. evil and the powers of darkness and the devil. But it, His voice is still tempting and and can draw us away. And so um, that's I, I really always enjoyed that part in the books and the movies. Yeah. Um, and that's a cool scene to, to have included. That is a cool scene. Mm-hmm. Come back for part two. Toodles. Toodles. <laughs> hey. Hey. So how long was that? I wasn't paying attention. I don't About know. Like 20 minutes. Something like that. I think. All right. Nice. Part two. I, I'm about out of scenes off the top of my head. I might. Um, oh, true. I'm gonna Google. Uh oh. Scenes. Okay. Um. Oh, I know one. I have one. Okay. So. So. There. My. Do we need to do another welcome? Um. Just go? <clears throat> welcome to part two of, um, uh, what you missed out on if you don't see the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. Welcome. Hey. Hey. All right. So. My one of my I don't know if it's one of my favorites because I I'm like I love every single dream that Frodo has. In oh the yeah, books. yeah. Those are my favorite sections of the books by far. I don't know Thank why. Thank you, unexpected podcast. Yes, they're so good. Ugh, and um, but one of my other favorite moments in the books that's in mm-hmm. Return of the King is when um because I remember. Um, like two towers and fellowship, and like Frodo and Sam's journey, it just starts getting really dark. Uh huh. And it's like every image you have in your head of your of their journey is just it's dark, it's cold, the grass is brown, the bushes have no leaves, you know, right? The trees have no leaves, and they're like barely alive, and like that's just and and there's like this weird like like brown haze from smoke everywhere and that's like mm-hmm. all this every image you have but then like yeah. all of a sudden they happen upon a statue of of right. some king right and there are flowers growing around the the king's head like a crown yes. and the sun comes uh-huh. out of the clouds and yes. shines on the statue um mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. when i watched because i watched for the first time the extended editions of return of the king like a few months ago um, oh really? Or last year, I think. And I was like, "Yes, the scene is there." Because I remember that's probably pro- probably my favorite moment in all mm-hmm. Return of the King is that because it's just like it's so welcome. Because I've it just is. been it's been drudgery, not drudgery in terms of ugh, this is hard to read, but it just feels like you feel the character is drudgery. Yes, I need my pop filter. <laughs> all right, so Levi had to Google more scenes. Because I did. He's a loser. Hey, do you have another scene off the top of your head? I will think of one. I'm sure. <laughs> oh yes. Um. So one. So I will admit, 
I'm such a terrible Lord of the Rings fan. I am Googling these scenes. But, um, I, the one in the Two Towers, when it's a flashback to Boromir and Faramir. Oh, yes. Yes. That is a, oh, that's an awesome scene. Because it so clearly shows, um, Denethor's preference and his, his, I mean, I don't know, just his Dumbness. terribleness. Yeah. yeah. He's so awful. Yeah. Like, but I, you also get the camaraderie of Faramir and Boromir's brothers, mm-hmm. and that, like, they really care for each other, which that's a theme in the books, for sure, yep. that's brought out. And um, Boromir has his faults, and he's very different from his brother, but he still cares for him. And he's he's not just a jerk. He's he's a guy who has these really high ideals that make him be kind of misguided in how he handles those ideals. Yeah. But um, but he's really he's not just a jerk. And this that scene helps you to see that a little more. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think. Um... I think Boromir and Faramir are really helped in the extended editions. Yeah. I, I feel like in, like, until I read the book, I never really thought that Boromir was a good man. Mm-hmm. But he is in the books. He and is. then I think he's, it's, he's helped a lot in the extended editions, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Faramir is one of the most changed characters, I think. Outside yeah. of... Arwen just replacing um, Glorfindel. Glorfindel. Um, Glorfindel. Um, outside of Arwen just totally replacing him, Faramir yeah. is probably the most changed character. And I think the extended editions help him not be quite as changed. Yeah, yeah. Though I still, I, I like his character in the movies, but it is definitely different. And... Very different. Like, he's very magnanimous in the books and almost has no faults. Right. Yeah. And he, he's just very sort of beaten down and glum in the movies. Yeah. In yep. a lot of ways. Yeah. Cause his dad doesn't love him. <laughs> Poor guy. Poor guy. Pops doesn't care for him. No. It's like yeah. a Thor. More like, Did a thorn. Oh my word! That was so bad. I was sure I was going to come up with something better. Dumbathor. Dumbathor. Sing uh, Dumble Dumblethor. This is this is devolving quickly, but yes. Dumbledore, Dumblethor. Oh, my forehead is so shiny because of the light. And at last, I, I see, see the, the light. light. Oh. <laughs> and at go. last I see um, uh, so I oh, found another what? great scene oh he has another scene yes and it's a great one you're gonna Ooh. you're gonna love this one yes it's the houses of healing oh yeah it's a whole cut chapter I know I know and um, the the whole subplot of the of Aragorn being a healer Oh yeah. Of the hands of the king are the hands of a healer. Oh yeah. And, and um 
like that he goes around and uh, like Aowen is the main character that he helps yep. but that he helps so many people that these trained I don't know what they call them in the books but that like the doctors couldn't mm-hmm. couldn't heal that's and, so true and that's really that's a theme that runs throughout the books not not super strongly but it's it's present it's that. the only mention in the movies of the actual prophecy because like Aragorn's return is a prophecy amongst the people in Gondor. Mm-hmm. Like they have like verse and everything for it. Um, yeah. And that's not mentioned anywhere except that scene. Right. Which I've always yeah. thought is a super applicable, very um, Tolkien word view slipping through yeah. part two. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. Ooh, that can be a whole episode in and of itself. Tolkien's word uh, view in order to. Tolkien's world view. Yes. And how it comes through. Because no matter how hard you try, your worldview will always come through your work. Exactly. Yes. Which is why I respect someone who just says, this is my worldview, and I, I don't give a, an objective bystander opinion. Like, anyone who says that is just lying to you. That's so everyone, true. Everyone has a, a lens through which they view the world. Yep. And so you might as well just accept it and embrace it. That's right. Or embrace your own destruction. Who says that? I don't know. Oh, is that the way you? I feel like I said it. You said it in very much like an Anakin Skywalker voice, um, but I don't think this is it an Star Anakin Wars? Skywalker line. I don't know. Hold on. It, it very much as you're searching, it reminds me of like Mustafar when Obi Wan. Oh, oh, the, no, no, it's it's Sauron. Oh, is it? Embrace the power of the ring, or embrace your own destruction, and he flings them up onto the top of the tower. Oh, Saruman. Saruman, yeah, sorry. Sauron just goes. Oh, I used to have that whole black speech thing uh, section memorized. Ashnash. Ashnash. Bakuluk. Ashnash. Gimbatuk. I don't remember now. Hajpaj Gimbatuk. Mod Paj Painting Glue. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. All right. So there you go. There's the episode. Yes. And so now we say goodbye. Goodbye. Farewell. Farewell. To you. Now. I'm trying so hard to end on a harmony note here. Here. Well, you were on the seventh for a while. I know. Goodbye.